This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Abby on from Live Intent. And what our topic today is a topic that is uh, just something I've wanted to talk about for a long time. It's supporting working parents from within. So we've all been through the same two plus years of hell. Uh, and we've all seen what it's done to families, divorce rates, and all kinds of uh, schooling from home and things like that. So it's, it's on everybody's mind, yeah, even if you don't have kids. <laughs> it's, it's on your mind because it's impacting you in some way or shape or form. So Abby, before we jump into the topic, would you introduce both yourself and Live Intent? Absolutely. So I'm Abby Hamilton. I'm the Chief People Officer at Live Intent. We are a global organization headquartered in New York City, about 250 employees sitting in the ad tech, martech space. But my other identities are also wife and mother to two children, one six, the other three, also known as Spider-Man at this point in time. He will only dress as Spider-Man. And when you call him Parker, he says, no, I'm Spidey. So those are, <laughs> you got to call that him Peter Parker. Life. Yeah, I yes. got it. <laughs> but he, when you tell him he's Peter Parker, he says, but Peter Parker is a human. So call him Spidey. Fair so. enough. You know what? I, I like, I like that. He know, has a sense of who he is, you know? So, all right, done. We're going with it. Yeah. Yeah. At this stage, you just roll with it. <laughs> So you, over the last two plus years, you've had, this is actually, this is really hit home uh, because it would be one in uh, three-ish, yeah. you know, plus or minus, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. My kids were older uh, during the start of the pandemic, so, so not quite self-sustaining or self-sufficient. Like I had to set up their Zoom stuff, but like outside of that, not much. But I, all, yeah. all my friends had younger kids and it's, it was like daily talking to them down off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. I was in the phase of what other parents call in it, right? <laughs> Absolutely living it every day and, be, and still doing Vietnam. so. You're in the, yes. you're, you're in the weeds. Front lines. <laughs> and, uh, and you didn't sign up, turns out to be a teacher. Uh, that, that you didn't, I mean, you obviously, you went to school and, uh, you've had a career, you're doing all kinds of great stuff and teaching, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you're probably good at it. You, you know, most HR people, there's, it, there's some, some tangible skills in HR that do kind of cross over into teaching. Okay, cool. But not full-time. No, definitely was not prepared to juggle being a chief people officer, educating my children worrying about their well-being along with the well-being of my workforce and just general care of my home and kids in addition to you know trying to fit in some self-care and mental well-being for my myself in all of that so it has absolutely been a very interesting two plus years one of which has 
completely changed the way we work and the way that we have to support our parents at work too. That's awesome. So programmatically, you've seen this from both sides, both what you've felt and then also what you needed to provide for the company, for for your employees. So, you know, it's probably hard to kind of delineate between the two, uh, what you needed, you know, in that particular, it's very early stage in the pandemic and then we'll kind of get into now. Um, So how did you kind of, what was the recipe? Like, how did you start down the process of, okay, what do working parents at the company need, you know, similar or different than what do I need? I actually think part of the superpower was embracing that I didn't have to delineate it because I will tell you as a working mother, my whole career, or even thinking about becoming a mother, um, I was really afraid that I was going to be judged by being a mom, that I may not progress as quickly, you know, putting my, my deepest, darkest fears out there. And even at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember very, very early on, we were hosting, we, we have town halls every other week or our company all meetings. And I was speaking as an executive, right? I was talking to the workforce, talking to all the teams. And here comes in at the time, my three-year-old busting in, needed mommy in that moment. And jumped into video, full-blown conversation with me, and there was really nothing I could do to control it, right? It just had to kind of go with it. It was like the BBC dad moment. Remember that back in the day when, you know, the kid busts in the background? That was my BBC moment. And (laughs) I had to talk to my child, right? Otherwise, he was going to freak out, but also then come back and continue addressing the topic I was talking about. And I hung up from the call and I was horrified, right? My, everything inside me was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. That is so embarrassing. And I got so much love and support afterwards laughing. Oh my gosh, that was great. Your son is amazing. Um, Thank you for handling that with grace. You made me feel, feel so comfortable if that happens to me in the future too. And instead of that horror and shame that I felt inside, coming back at me, I was getting love. I was getting support. I was getting care. And that was one of the moments where this pivotally switched for me. And I need to be the person that helps normalize being a parent and working as a standard. And I am in a position of power to lead by influence and lead through example here. And I need to embrace that and actually lead from the front on, on this one. And so, yeah, it it was really, really tough, but I realized that it's okay. And this is who I am. And there's no longer work and life balancing because at at that time we were in quarantine, but it was, this is the harmony of both. And sometimes my kids are going to show up on video and that's okay. I found if I introduce them and move on, we all win. That's exactly what I do. And I remember years ago, if, if one of my sons would have came in or, or came in while I was doing a webinar or something like that, I would have been, you know, sh- you know, one of those deals. And now I, even during webinars, uh, like I had a webinar for uh, Dubai, I was doing a, I think it was a talent acquisition bit. And uh, Van Hollis walked in and normally they see me with a headset on. They know I'm talking to somebody. So he walked in. I'm like, all right. So I just gave him the headset. I'm like, 
<laughs> handed the headset to him. He's like, hey, my name's Van Ellis. How's everybody doing? <laughs> like, you know what? We're just going to go with this and let it go. And it was fantastic. Like the feedback coming back from that was like, love seeing your son. It was amazing. That was funny. You know, and you know what? We all need that. Um, so I, 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 first of all, I, I like that. I like we see what's going on in people's lives. I like that empathy and kind of understanding of what people are going through. I, I hope that we, as, as we return to, I'm doing air quotes, you don't see me, but as we return to the office, I hope that we don't lose some of that. Um, so, you know, as we progress the conversation through the pandemic and in, and it, as it informs today, what should we be thinking about working parents as we, as we move forward? Like, okay, what do we learn? That's cool. And then what are the things that they need as we, as a, as a go forward? What do you need as a go forward? Yeah. And there's a lot of questions right now about rushing back to the office yep. and the flexibility that the pandemic created, but also the trust that it was forced really quickly and early on. So part of my question and part of the discussions we have at Live Intent is, do we need to rush back to the office? And where we landed on was a no, not, not at this point in time. We've shown that not only parents, but individuals can be trusted until there's a time where, you know, they can't, if they're performance issues, you have those conversations, but the flexibility of parents being home, even now I get to have breakfast with my kids. And I didn't, when I was in the office five days a week, I get to join them a little bit earlier for dinner, which is a great thing. And I, prior to the pandemic, my camera roll was full of pictures that were taken by the caregivers of my children during the day. <laughs> and now I have both. I have photos that are also taken by me that weren't just Saturdays and Sundays, right? but maybe it's a funny moment of breakfast. And even for me as a parent, I recognize how fleeting these moments are. I wish I realized it when I was really in it, when my kids were like six months, one years old, but um, this goes so quickly. And so embrace the time I have and just the flexibility of being home to even go out at lunch and say hello to them has been very, very incredible for me. And so flexibility would be number one. I would say if we can continue to maintain it, I recognize not every business can, but when you can, give it. I love that. So this rush back to office, I had a um, call this week. And uh, the guy I was talking to, great experience, like fantastic experience, uh, Microsoft, uh, Starbucks, Expedia. Okay, let's just stop there. Like just great experience. And he said to me, he goes, he goes, you wait, these technology companies are going to demand employees come back. I'm like, no way. This, this is crazy. And, and and so we go back and forth on it. It was a fun bit. And then the next day, there was an article put out about Eric Schmidt, the former uh, Google executive, talking about literally employees, you, you, they get more out of the at-work experience than the remote experience. And, and he forwarded it to me, and I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, what, what, what are people not getting about, like, how people would like to work in the future? So, like, how do you, how do you wrestle with, you know, executives or, or, or otherwise, you know, that, that want this return to office or maybe a hybrid model 
that has some components of, of working in the office versus employees, especially working parents that yeah. want to work from home. They just have seen a better model. And this is hard, right? But I see it as a pendulum and it goes back and forth because I'm also not devaluing the importance of in-person collaboration. Right. But does it need to be five days a week, all day, every day? That, I don't know. I don't know that it does. And we've seen that we can be successful when it's not. But when we come together with purpose and intention, then that really works. In those in-person collaborations, we know that maybe technically you're not getting as many PowerPoint presentations or Excel spreadsheets done on those days, but you are then focusing on your relationships with your coworkers that you're then taking back virtually. So I absolutely see the value in both, but I do challenge the need, does it need to be all in the office? So what, first of all, I agree with all of that. Um, and I think some of it just comes down to flexibility, right? It's, it's uh, yes. Uh, especially with working parents, you know, one week's really heavy, like, like uh, next week's really heavy for my youngest son. There's like all kinds of things going on that I need to go to a school for. So in that case, yeah, I would be, I'm going to fit work essentially around, um, you know, Van Allison's schedule. You know, there's other weeks where they, you know, they don't have stuff going on or the stuff's after school or whatever. And so I think, I think, I think thinking about working parents, and flexibility. And uh, there's probably another third leg of that triangle that's where people thrive. You know, if understanding us, having a deep understanding and individually understanding where we thrive ourselves. Because, you, you know, some people thrive in a remote environment, some people don't. Some people would, will thrive in a hybrid environment. Some people won't. Some people will thrive with massive flexibility and some people won't. Like that's just life. So how are you, how are you thinking about like the, you know, the next six months or a year in terms of working parents and kind of, okay, all right, let's figure out the model, <laughs> you know, what's working, what's not working. Like what also do you need to add, you know, potentially add in to make them successful? Yeah. And I think it's being willing to keep trying and adapting to your point. And some people absolutely do need that. So what we've done is we have moved office locations right. this, this year, the footprint, the size is smaller. However, we really prioritize the spaces to come together and collaborate. And there okay. are individuals that want to go into the office five days a week. 100%. I'm, I'm not saying that that is not okay. They actually should it is there. It is available to them. They thrive in that. They may live in a very small apartment in New York City. They may have roommates. They may not have an ample work environment, secure Wi-Fi, whatever it may be, right. whatever their reason is, <clears throat> there's a space for them to go ahead and do that. But you'll, it does come back to flexibility. I, sorry, you'll laugh because I apologize for uh, yeah. interrupting, but talking to people that are coming out of college, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember this because <laughs> this has been that long, but I, but, but folks that are coming out of college, they want to go to the office in general. They want to go to the office because that's where they meet people. Yeah. It's, it's like, I've forgotten all of that stuff. Like that, you know, going out and going to baseball games and all of that other stuff. It's like, yeah, <laughs> so far Absolutely. removed from, but, but again, it gets back to that flexibility. Like, I think, I think that's going to be really interesting for, I think, executives and the board 
I don't think it's going to be, you know, as hard from an HR perspective for us to think about it because we've had to deal with it for two plus years. But I think I think the the sell internally is going to be really really interesting to to just say you know, we're just going to be really flexible, and the work you know the outputs you know managing to the outcome or whatever yeah we're going to do that, but we're not going to we want to you know if people want to take off that Friday and be with their kid, great, like let's mm-hmm. celebrate that instead of punish people for that. Absolutely. And we've been very successful. We have a parent's ERG and seen that really be a great ample area of support too, because the parents, as we're all figuring this out together, no one's done this before. No one's parented in this fashion that, that we know. So it was really helpful just to say, Hey, here's what's working for me. Here's what's working for me. Or, you know what, today I'm doing my best just to hold it all together and be honest about that because I'm not going to have a clean house, happy kids and be perfect at work all in one day. Right. I'm constantly balancing and prioritizing. And there's a group of individuals that is doing the same exact thing and making me feel like that's okay which takes off some of my self-imposed pressure to have it all together all the time. Sometimes go to bed with the dirty sinks in the, in the, the sink. It's fine. The dirty That's dishes right. in the sink. It's okay. Nothing broke. It's okay. <laughs> so you mentioned the ER, ERG, which, which first of all is fantastic. If everybody that's listening to this, you should, if you don't already have one for working parents, you should, you should create one. Um, I want to kind of ask you about kind of EAP uh, mental wellness and burnout as it relates to how do we support uh, working parents? Because, you know, we're, we're talking about supporting a lot of different groups of people uh, and, and kind of getting their best selves, you know, getting to a place where they thrive, etc. But we've also been through two plus years of, of hell. And so you've got a lot of mental health things, whether or not people know it or not, or are aware of it or not, or whatever. Um, and you've also got a lot of burnout. And, and so what, what do you see as kind of the future of how you want to uh, kind of triage, you know, whatever you're seeing in your own, you know, audience uh, and your own employees and, and get in front of that? Yeah, I think it's also making it, it's not shameful to ask for help when you need it. Communicate with your leaders. Mm-hmm. Also, we do have an EAP. We've invested in the call map. For everyone, I know that the meditation isn't for everyone, but for those that it works for, helpful thing just to put on. I've even used it for bedtime stories for my kids just to help calm them down, which calms me down. And then we give $30 per month for wellness in general. And you can use that however you want. If you want to use that for your Peloton membership or you want to use that for a massage, please go do it. You know what you need best. Right. And so I'm not assuming it's a one size fits all strategy for everyone. Yes. Very similar to what you were saying about flexibility of returning to the office. I think our own mental and physical wellness is the same thing. It's not necessarily one size fits all. And we all need the same thing each day. I love that. So last thing is your, 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 your hack that you've created for yourself because <laughs> again, you've been through, yeah, you've, yeah. I, uh, with younger kids, I can't, I, I don't want to imagine and I can't imagine. So I'm just going to go ahead and go that, that far. What's been your hack? What's, what's kept you sane 
this is going to sound super simple, but going to bed. Sometimes I just need to prioritize my sleep because I was finding early on, I was trying to do it all. I was trying to balance everything and I wasn't getting enough sleep. And that was really impacting my body and my mental wellness. So how do I protect my sleep? How do sometimes I just go to bed so I can reset and it doesn't work every day. I'm not saying all that, but I'm saying sometimes it's just, I just need to go to bed. Same as my kids, you know, they freak out. They're usually hungry, tired, or thirsty. Same thing is happening to me in my body. I'm hungry, tired, or thirsty. So can I go to just, just go to bed and prioritize my sleep, prioritize my rest. And I found when I started to do that for myself and then get up in the morning and exercise, it really helped put me on a better trajectory because then I could work all day. I could do the things I needed because I found moments to prioritize me versus everybody else. Drops mic and walks off stage. Abby, this has been absolutely fantastic. And it's such a great topic. And we probably need to revisit about every six months (laughs) because we're learning. Uh, So thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at Recruiting.